Thank you for joining us for the Grace Abounds podcast. Today we will be joining John Lanier as we survey the scriptures, pulling out themes as the Lord leads. We pray that you are blessed and encouraged as you grow in your knowledge of the Lord Jesus. When God speaks, are you listening? Is your heart leaning towards him? Are your eyes open? Are you sensitive to the Lord? In this episode today, we're going to look at the response of the religious leaders to Stephen's sermon on the goodness of God and his faithfulness to the nation of Israel and examine what the Lord requires of us when he is speaking on this 11th episode of the Grace Abounds podcast titled Turning to the Lord with all of our heart and not resisting the Holy Spirit. All right. Well, thank you for joining me again. We are looking at Acts chapter 7. What a great week. I mean, we've got NF dropping an album. Always love that. It's always epic. We got the Lord moving in our lives and just so excited to see what what the Lord wants to do. I'm excited to be able to open this passage with you. Uh, Let me just set the scene before we start reading. The end of chapter 6, we saw Stephen, a man that God raised up as a servant in the church to help with some difficulties the church was having. And him and some others were raised up by the Lord to be a part of bringing, maintaining that unity in the church. And he was full of faith, it says. He did many great wonders and signs. There was power that was happening through his life. I mean, Stephen was just being so used by the Lord. It was incredible. So that even um, the people that came against him and disputed with him were not able to resist the wisdom, it says, and by which the Spirit was speaking. But they had stirred up some controversy against Stephen, these people, and that's kind of where we come at the beginning of chapter seven and Stephen is thrust into this response because the high priest say in verse one, are these things? So are the fact that they were bringing accusations against Stephen by saying that he was speaking against the things of God. Um, he was speaking blasphemy against the holy place, the law, the things that these people held so dear And so Stephen had to stand up, and that's what we're going to read. It's quite a long passage. I think it's important to read the Bible, though, and kind of get the context for where we're going. It says in verse 2, he said, Brethren and fathers, listen. The God of glory appeared to our father Abraham when he was in Mesopotamia, before he dwelt in Haran. He said to them, Get out of your country and from your relatives and to come to a land that I will show you. Then he came out of the land of the Chaldeans and dwelt in Haran. And from there, when his father was dead, he moved to this land in which you now dwell. 
and God gave him no inheritance in it, not even enough to set his foot on. But even when Abraham had no child, he promised to give it to him for a possession and to his descendants after him. But God spoke in this way, that his descendants would dwell in a foreign land, and that they would bring them into bondage and oppress them for 400 years. And the nation to whom they will be in bondage I will judge, God said. And after that they shall come out and serve me in this place. And he gave them the covenant of circumcision. And so Abraham got Isaac, begot Isaac and circumcised him on the eighth day. And Isaac begot Jacob, and Jacob begot the twelve patriarchs. And the patriarchs, becoming envious, sold Joseph into Egypt, but God was with him and delivered him out of all of his trouble and gave him favor and wisdom in the presence of Pharaoh, king of Egypt. He made him governor over Egypt and all his house. And now a famine and great trouble came over all the land of Egypt and Canaan, and our fathers found no sustenance. But when Jacob heard that there was grain in Egypt, he sent out our fathers first, and the second time Joseph was made known to his brothers, and Joseph's family became known to Pharaoh. Then Joseph sent and called his father Jacob and all his relatives to him, seventy-five people. And so Jacob went down to Egypt, and he died, he and our fathers. And they were carried back to Shechem and laid in the tomb that Abraham bought for a sum of money from the sons of Hamar, the father of Shechem. But when the time of promise drew near, which God had sworn to Abraham, the people grew and multiplied in Egypt, till another king arose who did not know Joseph. This man dwelt, dealt treacherously with our people and oppressed our forefathers, making them expose their babies so that they might not live. At this time Moses was born and was well-pleasing to God, and he was brought up in his father's house for three months. But, he, but when he was set out, Pharaoh's daughter took him away and brought him up as her own son. And Moses was learned in all the wisdom of Egypt and was mighty in words and deeds. Now when he was forty years old, it came into his heart to visit his brethren and the children of Israel. And seeing one of them suffer wrong, he defended and avenged him who was oppressed and struck down the Egyptian. For he supposed that his brethren would have understood that God would deliver them by his hand, but they did not understand. And the next day he appeared to two of them as they were fighting and tried to reconcile them, saying, Men, you are brethren. Why do you wrong one another? But he who did, he who did his neighbor wrong pushed him away, saying, Who made you a ruler and judge over us? Do you want to kill me as you did the Egyptian yesterday? Then at this saying Moses fled and became a dweller in the land of Midian, where he had two sons. And forty years had passed, an angel of the Lord appeared to him in a flame of fire, in a bush in the wilderness of Sinai, Mount Sinai. So when Moses saw it, he marveled at the sight. And as he drew near to observe, the voice of the Lord came to him, saying, I am the God of your fathers, the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. And Moses trembled and dared not look. Then the Lord said to him, Take your sandals off your feet, for the place where you stand is holy ground. I have surely seen the oppression of my people who are in Egypt, and have heard their groaning, and have come down to deliver them, and now come, I will send you to Egypt. This Moses, whom you rejected, saying, Who made you a ruler and judge? And a deliverer by the hand of the angel who appeared to him in the bush. He brought them out, after he had shown signs and wonders in the land of Egypt, and in the Red Sea, and in the wilderness forty years. This is that Moses who said to the children of Israel, This is important. The Lord your God will raise up for you a prophet like me from your brethren. Him you shall hear. 
and this is obviously referring to Jesus, he would be that one that the Lord would send. This is he who was in the congregation in the wilderness with the angel who spoke to him on Mount Sinai and with our fathers, the one who is receiving the living oracles to give to us, whom our fathers would not obey but rejected. And in their hearts they turned back to Egypt, saying to Aaron, Make us gods to go before us. As for this Moses who brought us out of the land of Egypt, we do not know what he what has become of him. And they made a calf in those days and offered sacrifices to the idol and rejoiced in the works of their own hands. Then God turned and gave them up to worship the host of heaven, as it is written in the book of prophets. Did you offer me slaughtered animals and sacrifices during the forty years in the wilderness, O house of Israel? You also took up the tabernacle of Molech and the star of your god Rephim, images which you made to worship, and I will carry you away beyond Babylon. Our fathers had the tabernacle of witness in the wilderness, as he appointed, instructing Moses to make it according to the pattern he had seen which our fathers, having received it in turn, also brought with Joshua into the land possessed by the Gentiles, whom God drove out before the face of our fathers until the days of David, who found favor before God and asked to find a dwelling for the God of Jacob. But Solomon built him a house. However, the Most High does not dwell in temples made with hands, as the prophet says, Heaven is my throne and the earth is my footstool. What house will you build for me, says the Lord? Or what is the place of my rest? Has my hand not made all these things? Wow, what an cre- incredible sermon. I mean, think about, man, this guy was a man of the word. He knew the history of Israel. He knew that they came from nothing. And God raised them up and walked with these patriarchs from ancient times and brought these people faithfully. God is faithful and he brought these people to a place where they can thrive and be a nation And God was with them. God was their dwelling place. God was their everything. And God was raising up a prophet, the one, Jesus, who would be the one who would come and and give his life for the nation. Look at what, this is where I wanted to really focus because Stephen gives this awesome sermon. And then he says to the people, he says, you stiff-necked and uncircumcised in heart and ears, you always resist the Holy Spirit. As your fathers did, so do you. Which of the prophets did your father not persecute? And they killed those who foretold the coming of the just one, referring to Jesus, of whom you now have become the betrayers and murderers, who have received the law by the direction of angels and have not kept it. He's he's just, he can't believe it. He's like, you guys had everything, but you don't even follow the Lord. When they heard these things, they were cut to the heart, and they gnashed at him with their teeth. Okay, let me stop there for a minute, because we're going to finish out what happens to Stephen here. But Stephen is willing to confront them and say, listen, guys. He says, you are just like the people in the Old Testament, who God sent prophet after prophet and messenger after messenger, and spoke to the nation and said, come to me. I want to be your everything. Don't substitute me for other gods like you did, like your forefathers did. And and Stephen is basically confronting them and saying, listen, we can't make the same mistakes that our fathers did. I believe that Stephen is pulling from Deuteronomy in Deuteronomy 10. 
where the Lord said, circumcise the foreskin of your heart and be stiff-necked no longer. Stiff-necked is kind of that prideful, I'm going to stay where I'm at right here. And then to circumcise, that was when uh, you take the foreskin of the penis and cut it. It was a cutting away of the flesh. And it's a representation when God says to cut the foreskin of of your heart or circumcise it is the cutting away of the old life, the old way of thinking, the old way of doing things and repenting before God and turning to him and saying, God, I'm going to do things your way. So he was challenging them to, to change their thinking on things and turn to the Lord because Jesus was right here and you guys killed him. But God's given you a chance. He's given you mercy and grace and you can turn to him. In Deuteronomy, it also says, For the Lord your God is the God of gods and the Lord of lords, the great God, mighty and awesome, who shows no partiality or takes a bribe. He administers justice for the fatherless and the widow and loves the stranger and gives him food and clothing. God is the God of gods. Heaven is his throne. The earth is his footstool. You can't even build a house for him. He's so big. He's so amazing. He's so awesome. But yet, you stiffen when he speaks. And you don't live a circumcised with a circumcised heart. You resist the spirit. Here's, here's where I wanted to really just take a heart check for all of us. Are you listening to God? Are you cutting away the old way of thinking and living in the newness of the spirit? And the challenge here is for us to not say, oh man, it's those religious people. It's to say, Lord, am I resisting your spirit? Am I coming against the ways of the Lord? Am I coming against you? I mean, we listened to this long, we read a long passage here of God's faithfulness. God is speaking. God is moving. And yet, many times, and I'll put myself in this camp, we miss it because we stiffen. We walk in pride. We're arrogant. We don't take a step back and hit our knees and say, God, I want you. I desire you. I want to be with you. I want your heart. I want to be where you're at. Circumcise my heart, Lord. Cut it away. Cut it. The Bible talks a lot about crucifying the old man, putting the old stuff away, to deny ourselves. Not to trust our own heart because our heart is desperately wicked and, and deceitful. Uh, the Bible does not teach self-love. The world teaches to love yourself, to care for yourself, to pamper yourself. The Bible teaches to love God first and to cut away the self-love. And Because that's where true freedom is. That's where we really will enjoy life and be where God wants us to be. Let's take a quick look here at what happens to Stephen. They didn't listen. And what they did is they stopped up their hearts. They cried out loud. And they rejected everything that the Lord was saying and doing. But Stephen in 55 says, He was full of the Spirit. He gazed into heaven and he saw the glory of God and Jesus standing at the right hand of God. And he said, look, I see the heavens opened and the Son of Man standing at the right hand of God. God gave him this vision of the Lord Jesus standing with him. 
And Jesus is there saying, I'm with you. They ran at him with one accord and they cast him out of the city and they stoned him. Stephen was the first martyr in the church. Here they killed the voice of reason, the voice of truth, the voice, the one who was speaking right to their heart. Saying, guys, God is offering repentance and faith and mercy and grace and love. Come to God through Jesus Christ. And they killed him. And the witnesses laid their clothes at the feet of a young man named Saul. And we'll get into more about Saul as we read because the, the story really shifts to this man. But here he is. He's, he's at this scene where Stephen is being stoned and looking up into heaven. And they stoned Stephen as he was calling on God. What was he praying in his last minutes on earth? Lord Jesus, receive my spirit. And then he knelt down and he cried with a loud voice, Lord, do not charge them with this sin. I gotta think that Saul's heart began to just really... I don't know if it changed here, but I got to think that this is where seeds were planted as he listened to Stephen crying out to the Lord saying, don't charge them with this sin. And then when he said this, he fell asleep. What an incredible passage. And man, I was just encouraging you to be open to the Holy Spirit. When God's speaking, yield your life to him. Don't resist. Come to faith in God. Come to the one who can save you. Man, if you don't know Jesus, I just encourage you to pray from your heart. God, forgive me of my sin. I, lo I love Jesus and I need Jesus as my Lord, my Savior. Come into my life. Take my life. Help me to circumcise the old man. To cut it off so that I can live in the newness of life. If you're far from God, you walked with God one time and you've backslidden. God is always there and he wants you to come to him. God bless. What an awesome time in God's Word. If you'd like certain topics covered or you have questions about the Bible, I'd love to hear what they are. If you could, hit me up on Twitter. At JWaltLanier is my Twitter handle. At J-W-A-L-T-L-A-N-I-E-R. And just drop those questions or topics on there and we will cover those during our Blue Chair Talks. God bless. We are so glad that you joined us today. Don't forget to subscribe so that you can join us for further studying of the word. Have a blessed day. On the 12th episode of the Grace Abounds podcast, we're going to be looking at how the Holy Spirit opens up doors for people to receive Jesus. The church is not the one that opens the blind eyes and the deaf ears of unbelievers to the gospel of Jesus Christ. That is the job of the Holy Spirit. In this episode, we will learn how to yield to the Spirit of God 
and to allow the Holy Spirit to move in the hearts and lives of people that are lost and unsaved. Be encouraged. Know that God is only looking for us to be available, sensitive to the needs of others, and sharing Jesus with every opportunity that we get so that He can move in their lives and bring people to Himself.